the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Morning, everybody. It's a Saturday, the 23rd morning of December 2023. Good old 710 KNUS. I'm Peter Boyles on the air everywhere. And the Saturday weather goes like this. Rainstorms later in the afternoon. 48 is the high we get today. 25 tonight. Tomorrow, uh, hopefully snow and says snow and colder. 35 will be the high. And then Monday, it's a light snow in the morning. And then Tuesday, things come back around. Uh, I've been asked to come in and do Georgia's show in the 26th. More than glad to. Got a good lineup. Uh, as I mentioned with Jimmy going out the door, the Iron Claw. And it is getting tremendous amounts of attention. I was hoping to see it, but I have not. But Steve Harms, if you remember uh, back many years ago, he was a, a sportscaster on Channel 7. Did, did a lot of talk radio. Partnered with Sandy Clough. Longtime friend. He now lives in Utah. But um, this film is coming out, The Iron Claw, about the Von Erichs. And it's a, it's, a, it's a tragedy. It really is. But The Iron Claw is this movie about this professional wrestling family in Texas. And it's a true story, The Von Erichs. And the world of wrestling itself, it's what's real and what's not real. But um, the family itself, and Steve uh, Fritz Von Erich's name was uh, Jack Atkinson. And I'd never met him, but I met Carrie, one of the one of the one of the boys. And long story short, about the ongoing suicides and what happens to these to these really terrifically gifted young men. And in the movie, um, it's apparently well, I shouldn't say in the movie because I haven't seen the movie. But I called Steve up and I said, "Hey, man, we need to talk about this." And he's agreed to do it this morning. So. Um, there really was a, a Von Erich family, and they really, and this film is called The Iron Claw, and Steve, of course, worked in the business, but my understanding is when you see the film, they're bringing up all the, they have people playing Ric Flair and Bruiser Brody and everything, so I just, I can't wait to see it. I was talking to my kids last night, and my daughter told me you can buy it on demand for 20 bucks. You can see it, so I, I may do that tonight. The other one is um, is Christmas. And is Christmas a pagan holiday? 303-696-1971. The Christmas traditions are actually pagan customs. And Christmas a pagan holiday. And what's so special about the 25th of December? Where does it come from? And it's it's a tricky answer. I mean, it's not an easy answer. And scholars agree that, um, first of all, could Jesus have been born on, on that day or on that night? And most scholars agree it's unlikely. In the Gospel of Luke, the shepherds are mentioned watching over their flocks at night. And this is considered highly unlikely, as they would have kept them under cover in a freezing cold winter. And the Bible places Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem for the Roman census. But any census in the Roman Empire would never be done in the winter because of the cold and terrible state of the roads. So the most, certainly from existing pagan celebrations, winter solstice, the shortest day, 
and we're going through it right now, has been celebrated by the pagans, by primitive people, and the arrival, hopeful, the arrival of spring. So it's really good stuff, and we'll get everybody's thoughts about this. Uh, we'll kick it with, with Mike. Hey, Mike, it's Saturday morning. You're on the radio show. Good morning. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, am I cool with being on the speakerphone? Say that again. Am I good with being on? Yeah, you sound good. Yeah, you sound okay. Okay, yeah. Um, thank you. Um, Mary Saul Invictus. Huh. Okay. Look it up. No, I know what it is. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. <clears throat> no, it's, um, yeah, it, uh, let me, let me switch here. All right. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I talked to you before in the year 274, the emperor Aurelian, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-N, Aurelian, 50 years before Constantine, Aurelian declared that Saul, S-O-L, Invictus, was December 25th was his birthday, and that every four years, Games or celebrations like the Olympians should be observed. Actually, it predates that. It goes back into the time of the Persians, but um, it takes leaps and bounds, the holiday itself. But let me ask you the yeah. question. Let me um, Go ahead. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but it predates that. No. No. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, the Persians, yeah, the Persians... That goes back to um, to my trail. Yes, Miss yeah, Miss Miss Ross, mm -hmm. and uh, no, yeah, you're absolutely you're on it. Well, well, let me ask you this: I mean, straight question is, given 2023, is Christmas a pagan holiday? Yeah, hmm. and you 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 say that the Christians were pro. Pragmatic, I, I say. Magic. They were, uh, extremely pragmatic. Uh, extremely pragmatic. I just say they were a thief. No, they were pragmatic. They, As they moved particularly into Europe is when they were able to adapt and adapt to pagan holidays yeah. and, and, usurp, mm. and usurp the holidays to make them their own. Yeah, to seduce the pagans into... Mm the Christian hmm. beliefs. I mean, it's, it's it's brilliant. Actually, it's quite smart. Um, it's, well, it's brilliant. I don't, I, I, seductive, certainly. Well, brilliant, I don't know. Um, I mean, think about this, though. Uh, when Nero, uh, when Rome burned mm -hmm. in 54 AD and Nero blamed the Christians, Mm-hmm. How could there be so many thousands of Christians? Well, what Nero's problem was with early Christianity was they would not accept him as a god. Yeah. Remember, Nero wants to, Nero proclaims himself god. 
Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus there. Germanicus, yes. But he wants... He's, how, go ahead. I was going to say, so these men and women would not proclaim him God. They had... They had uh, they were early or proto-Christians, early Christians, and they would not proclaim him. And so he went after them, burned them, at the, burned after, them at the stakes and did all the things that yeah. the Nero did. Yeah, only after he may have uh, been uh, uh, complicit with the burning of Rome. Well, but again, I mean, it's, it's who who Nero is, and he's probably the beast. He's numbers of things that he is, but yeah. his yeah. his principal take on, on so there were there in Rome there was something called mystery religions, and it yeah. never and didn't trouble him. I mean, they also had a form of communion. They did all these same sorts of things, but when it got down to it, they were willing to pay homage to. This is from my reading. Pay homage to to to, to Nero. Well, these this this cult, and I don't mean it to offend anybody. Of these early Christians would not do that, and True. they True. they yeah. so they that caught Nero off, and and there it goes from yeah. from, from there. But the winter solstice, solstice, which is the shortest day, I think it was last night or yesterday rather, has oh, all yeah. it's always been celebrated by pagans as the beginning of hope for the the arrival, if you would, of spring, now with the master returns. You know, that's what that's what Stonehenge is about. That's what other places are about. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm fascinated by this stuff, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but... I am, too. Uh, but it's... Um, you know, I, 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 and, and I already have, so... Uh, <laughs> I love talking. That's why I love talking to you yeah, about this. Yeah. Because I've been listening to you for years about this. But decor- decor- it also. De- decorating trees and having big sit-down dinners and hanging up stockings and drinking yourself silly. <laughs> There's all, it's all part of pagan history. And, um, yeah. in fact, most of the cultural aspects we associate with Christmas are steeped in, um, in, in pa- pagan roots. Yeah, well, well, Germanic tribes and... Uh, the Druids and you know the the, the pagans and, yeah. and then out of the Prince middle Albert. Prince Albert <laughs> Prince Albert yes Prince Albert put, yeah upside put, down German Christmas tree put the German tree put the tree in there and uh, uh-huh. but all oh, of those God. things but that's the ev- could, excuse me the ever yeah. the evergreen what does the evergreen mean well it it means exactly that the pine tree yeah yeah. The, yeah. It, <laughs> God, I've listened to you for so many years. That's why I've said, said all, all, all up on this. <laughs> and people just don't know what a synthetic faith, what a synthetic. No, it isn't so much what, that. I, what, I, what I think is, and I'm going to jump to another call and do some other things, but what I think is, um, is brilliant is the ability of the faith to move itself like that. And, you know, I mean, tomorrow night and the next morning, they, these are pagan celebrations that, uh, first of all, I mean, most scholars, and I love reading religious history, agreed that it was very unlikely that with that time of the year, but it was a pagan time, the shortest, the shortest day, longest night. 
and now the renewal, the beginning. And that's why if you go to Easter, I mean, what does what do rabbits and Easter eggs have to do with the return? Well, they have to because it's it's the renewal. And um, I I just you know I'm, I'm, I'm I, I love reading this stuff, and so I'm a halfway geek about it, but. Yeah, me too. We, we're yeah, a, we're I, an interesting species. <laughs> um, no, we are. We are. Yeah, we come, really are. Hi, man. I, 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 I'll call you again in the future okay. next week or whenever, and we'll talk about it again. Right. And I just, yeah, you've had uh, you had someone else on here, a scholar. Uh, well, I've for they're different people, different years, different. But I thought I'd maybe try it out on my own. Take care of yourself, Mike. Thanks. All right, here, all right, here we go. You, we go to B.A. I think it's B.A. B.A., you're on a radio show. Uh, Hello, Pete. Hey, man. Glad to t- talk to you again. I'm the yellow balloon guy. I know the yellow balloon guy. Hey, man. I can still look out my kitchen window and see where you landed on our property. Absolutely. I went for a balloon ride. We came down in your backyard. Yep, you did. Huh? Yep, yep, yep. Still got the mar- place marked out whenever you want to show up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but anyway, I agree with whatever you're talking about. I'm a very religious guy, but I know uh, I understand the um, pagan aspect mm-hmm. of it, and I respect it. But I also respect my religious. Well, of course, uh, of course. Is Christmas is Christmas, and I don't mean to offend. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? Well, I, no, nobody doubted. Look, if if they're if they're taking a look at what they're talking about. In the Bible, the birth of Christ was in the springtime. Or the fall. Or the fall. Or the fall, yeah. Yeah, the shepherds were in the hills. That's right. Okay? There's, I, and also when they did, I, I don't care, I'll talk anybody about it, but the fact is there's a religious aspect, aspect mm-hmm. to everything and a uh, pagan aspect, and I love what you're talking mm-hmm. about. If we seek the truth, this is the interesting thing about history or Donald Trump or you go f- throw a you know a stone in the lake. If we seek the truth with an open mind, we have to acknowledge that that untruth into truth, and truth is important. And when I hear people use these new age terms like his truth and her truth, and no, there's just the truth, and you know that, and I know that. And, I mean, it's okay, this pagan past, and if we look at it with, like historians say, fresh and honest eyes, and ask yourself, is, is Christmas a pagan holiday? Oh, I have, look, I'm a very religious guy. I believe in everything the Bible says. Hmm, yeah. But yes, Christmas is a pagan holiday. Yeah. There is no question about Very it. good. It's also maybe maybe a jacket you could call it. I was having this conversation. You could call it modern paganism, which Fine. yeah, I mean, I love it. I'm ba. I, this call is really significant. Um, uh, but there are people that are already upset. But it, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, it, it's people should not be upset at this. No, it, it, look, if if they do the historical check on everything. And they look at it carefully, both by religious Jewish scholars and Christian scholars. It has got to be a sp- 
spring or fall birth. Sure. And uh, but to adapt, to adapt, then pragmatic Christianity as it moves into Europe, particularly into Europe, it adapts to the pagan night, the pagan holiday, the like putting the Christmas tree in your house has nothing to do with the account of Jesus. Look, I and I agree. Look, Martin Luther even had a Christmas tree. Well, of course tree, he did. But he did it because of the background with respect to yeah, the course. religious aspect of it. Of course he did. No, of course he did. Of course he did. And, um, you know, Yule Logs and Mistletoe and... All those hey, things that we love. I, I, I do a Yule Log every year. Okay? Oh, man, yeah. Okay, fine. Look, I enjoy both the pagan aspect and the religious aspect of Christmas because I go back to one aspect, the Christian aspect mm-hmm. of Christmas. I don't care about anything else. No, I mean, it's that's that's the point of it. And so if we answer the question based on the origin of the day, The answer is very clear, yes, it's a pagan holiday. No question. But because the origins of Christianity as a holiday, its timing, its traditions, its ancient practices are unmistakably pagan. No, no, I agree with you. No, I know you do. I know you do. But the fact is, as a very religious guy, I'm going to celebrate it as a Christian holiday because that is what my... I understand. Filing it. But I realize it's a pagan, and that's what people have got to realize. Yeah. It's based on pagan re- religion. Yeah, absolutely. B.A., you're the man. we got to see each other again. Hey, look, you um, can drive down my highway, any, my driveway anytime, because I'll take you out to where you landed on my property. <laughs> I've got the only, I'm the only person in the world that had Peter Boyle's come down out of the sky and land on my property. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and Merry everybody. Christmas B.A., Steve. thanks, Bye. man. Thank you. This is good stuff. Uh, 303-696-1971. Holidays are here. You need a gift. For, we're down to, you know, the 23rd. You need a gift for your wife or a special woman in your life, something really nice yet affordable. Make her feel loved this holiday season. Buy her a few hours of pampering at the Bovisage Skin Care Salon and Spa. Bovisage offers gift packages so your loved ones can fully enjoy luxurious services like wonderful European facials, soothing therapeutic massages, uh, skin, nail care, beauty treatments, name it. The spa's all around. Here's the home run, Bovisage. We've, Joe Williams is the first guy to turn me on to this. Personally, been there, can attest to the pro, the pros who work there, professionalism and first-class service. The place is great. They have gift packages to meet anybody's budget. Don't miss their truly special half day of beauty at the spa. You won't find anything quite like it. A catered lunch. The gift spectacular. For complete details, pick up the phone as we speak and get this done. 303-779-5002. 303-779-5002. Or bvspa.com. bvspa.com. This holiday. The gift of Beauvisage, 303-779-5002 or bvspa.com. Good morning, everybody. Here we go. December the 23rd is Saturday for the first time. Lines are open, 303-696-1971. I'm Peter Boyles. 48 will be the high today and rain turns into snow and hopefully 
we get a white Christmas Eve and maybe a white Christmas. We're talking about the um, the tradition itself. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? And the first two calls have been brilliant. According to historians, this time of the year, known for lights and celebration and feast and all the wonder and joy, um, long before Christmas was observed by Christians, um, Christmas time or this time of the year, origins in the wintertime, their traditions are broad, and the winter solstice is the real turn. Ancient Romans and pagans and pre-Christian people celebrated the, the change of the seasons. And throughout history, the winter solstice, and this is what pagans are about. And the shortest day, the longest night of the year has been commemorated with light-filled festivities to remind us that the cold depths of winter don't last forever. And you read these different professors of religious studies, and they, 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 there's, a, there's a couple of different classes that you can actually monitor online. One's entitled The History of Christmas, and I saw it the night before last. And more, for more than 2,000 years, after the birth of Jesus, the history of Christmas traditions and holiday holiday items can be traced back to pagan practices, paganism. And I, I think it's wonderful. Uh, the roundup of common traditions that have, you're probably doing in your home right now as we speak. Evergreen trees, putting the tree in your living room, uh, pre-Christian people. And the pagans worshipped nature. And so all their, many of their gods, if not all of their gods, resided and linked into the practice of you know of 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 nature remember there's a well, there's a wonderful book that i read i don't know 8 million years ago entitled when god was a woman mother earth and in ancient rome celebrating the winter solstice including um temples with evergreen plants and evergreen trees and holly and mistletoe and ivy and the plants that stay green throughout the winter are the reminder of everything is brown and dead but it will come back David Ellis, Cherry Creek, and now we're down to it, right? You heard me talk about taking valuables to David, David's jewelers to get a fortune in cash and secure an appraisal from David for the valuables you have tucked away in your home. Still true. Now, let me let me share the other reasons in case you don't have that Rolex watch or the rare coins or the silver tea set. Seeing David Ellis for all your most meaningful gift ideas, David's jewelers have just the right item, just the right prices for special people that mean the most. An antique watch, an emerald pennant, a gold necklace, a diamond ring. Trusted jeweler David Ellis buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades. So today, and let's see, today, this is it. It's the 23rd. you got to rock and roll. Go and see them and park and walk in. You amazing gifts for decades. David is there. David Ellis, jeweler, see for yourself. There's a black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek, a black awning, that's David. Walk in. Explore great deals with David Ellis Jewelry. Don't wait. Don't be late. Don't come up short. Call David Ellis today if you want something sold, you need cash. See David as well, David Ellis, 303-322-8779, 303-322-8779. And tell David that Peter Boyle sent you. 
Are we going to do HBOT? Are we going to do one? Okay, we'll do this. But, and we'll get back to the phones. But ancient Druids, who were the priests, who I've made kind of a lifetime of reading about, but they were in Britain and Ireland and part of modern France. Uh, they, they saw mistletoe as a magic sign of life because it would bloom in the middle of winter. And they would give it to both humans and animals as a hope of restoring things. And I, I'm just amazed at this. And so we put mistletoe up. After Christians began spreading through Europe, the, it was Pope Gregory. We're talking about, you know, other popes, Julius, who made the decision. But um, late in the 1600s, Christians in Germany were documented bringing evergreen trees inside their homes. We're talking about Luther and calling them Christmas trees. And that's the beginning. We, we have become, my daughter and I, we're waiting for the doctor to join us. I don't know if we're going to get him this morning or not. But we have become friends and big fans of going and getting in hyperbaric chambers. This is indeed my favorite person for Christmas, my daughter, Shannon. Uh, we were in hyperbaric yesterday. How many times have we been in the chamber now, honey? We have a we have a phone problem. Nope, no phone <laughs> there, problem. There we go. There we go. Good morning. Good morning, um, dear her. Thank you. I think yesterday we had done our thirty second hour in the chamber. Wow. So um, you know each session is an hour long, and we've gone thirty two times. It's been amazing. <laughs> it's it's changed us both. So we find out about this actually through Mel, a longtime friend of your father's, and he starts talking about hyperbaric chambers, and you went right in. I'm. Like, I'm snake bit, so I stayed out the first two times, and I thought, hey, get in there. And explain what it does, how it works. So my understanding is that by um, pressurizing all the oxygen while you're in there and just sending oxygen to all the cells of your body, it helps with reducing inflammation, with healing, with people like me that have had major health issues or might be immune compromised. Um, I just feel like anyone that is dealing with health issues, this can help with their healing and get them feeling better. And I've even seen a huge difference in you, Dad. Um, you know, I know you've been public about what you've been through with your health in the last year, but even since you started, you have so much energy and are out and about every night you know, and I just have seen that you sleep better and feel better, and it seems like you have a lot more energy. That's true, you guys. And they have a deal right now, and actually we saw guys buying cards yesterday. Uh, go five hours for 100 bucks. you got to go right boom, 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 boom in a row. But uh, they're easy to find. They're in uh, Cherry Creek, right across Catacorner from, uh, from Choppers on the second floor. And they're open now in Centennial as well. But call 720-717-4748. Easy number, 720-717-4748. And book it. I'm telling you, it has changed me. And I think it. The people claim, and I, I have nothing to argue against, that it restores your brain's ability to function and retain a quality of life once again. And it really does. It's, you go up for an hour. And then you gradually go up, and then you gradually come back down. And I take a book in with me, and a light, and a fan, <laughs> a phone. <laughs> and uh, I'm reading this massive work on the Cold War right now. And I take it with me, get in the tank, and read the Cold War. 
and it's um, it works. So you and me, kid. So uh, you know, and I'll I'll just say that this has been a game changer for me in my healing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know me, Dad. I research everything and look into things before I do it. And um, I wouldn't be putting my name out there and talking to you on the air if I didn't really see the results in my own self and in my own healing as well as in you. And I just feel that if there's someone in your life that has health issues or you're seeing them struggle with not being able to heal past a certain point, that if you were to give them this for Christmas or in their stocking, Mm. it would be a game changer for them as well. So I I um, just can't say it enough. I think there's somebody standing by at the phone right now there. So yes, uh, I think Haley is uh, on the phone and they have a great staff there and just really caring people who have become friends. 720-717-4748. 720-717-4748. Call them right now. You can get, you know, get some, some gift, gift certificates that you can just put in somebody's stocking and say, hey, here's five, there's five trips for a hundred bucks. But it will change you and it changed the both of us. And thanks to Dr. McWhorter, he must be tied up again this morning, but, and to Mel, especially to Mel, Merry Christmas. So. All right, darling, I'll see you in a little bit. Thank you again. The okay. number is 720-717-4748. And give them a shot. I'll see you in a little bit, Shan. Thanks, darling. All Bye. right. Thanks, Dad. Merry Good Christmas. One. You too. Bye. All right. 303-696-1971. Saturday morning, the 23rd of December, 2023. Ask yourself this question. And it's the cause of been The attacks have already begun as well, which I'm, I'm kind of... Interesting, and is Christmas a pagan holiday? Well, of course it is. I mean, the definition of pagan. And there is, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody that, and I said, every chance you get to run down Christianity. Explain how this is running down Christianity when you're looking for the truth. The truth, truth, truth matters. I think everybody understands that exception of, I think, a number of people who support people who tell lies and then they support that lie. But truth matters. And you seek truth with an open mind. And you got to acknowledge that even our warmest memories don't, don't turn untruth into truth. Maybe that's a better way to say it, that as much as you may love this time of the year, and, and I do, I mean, it hasn't always been my fun time of the year, but it's good. It's kind of cool now. So even the most fun things that you think don't turn an untruth into a truth. And truth is important. And I'm okay with that. Um, but come back to this. When you're searching, as some people do, for looking for the truth. Are we okay to take a phone call here, Lou? All right, we're good. All right, so let us go to David. Saturday morning, David, you're on the radio show. Good morning and thank you. Yeah, good morning, Peter. Um, I'm uh, an ex-Catholic, and I started moving into the Old Testament and Judaism, and which led me to uh, investigate the Catholics and their history. And, and one of the things I found was uh, a celebration called the birthday of Mithra, which uh, was uh, Constantine's yes. favorite god, yeah. which is a part of pantheism. You know, you have your favorite god, the one that does the most for you. 
But remember, Con- Constantine then changes too. Yeah, yeah. He, I never really believed that Constantine was. A, well, a lot of people true, don't. <laughs> a lot of people believe it was a, a political move, highly political. Yeah, guy. P- political move. But his mother, yeah. Helen, um, may be different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. But, I, I believe she really had a. Uh, a spirit no, that caused her to I, I th- Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, she did some incredible things. Oh, yeah. And also, um, you know, the, the church needed to combat paganism. And so they just, what I call, pasted in, mm. pasted over the pagan holiday with, sure. with Christendom. Sure. And I've never, I'm a messianic now, so okay. we, we lean towards the Jewish side. Okay. And I never liked celebrating Christmas. Well, I, not never. I did it as a what do you kid. Do, why, what, do you, why, what do you do tomorrow and, and the next day? Uh, nothing. See? Nothing. Do you ever, you, know, know, you, ever, you ever read about when the Puritans come to this country because they were pure? Yeah. yeah and, and they didn't like oh, either. They, no, because remember in, in that part of England during that time period of Elizabeth, they were wild, crazy Christmases. Yeah. And and yet the Puritans then lead to what? They lead to witch hunting. Yeah. Well, you you also have to understand the problem with the witch hunts. Uh, <clears throat> I studied that as well, oh, and uh, oh. there was a uh, a mold that was uh, prevalent in the mm-hmm. in the wheat, and it caused hallucinogenics. I mean, it caused uh, uh they be, they became you know out of their mind, and but, so the, the yeah, church, yeah yeah your point is I mean it, it's but one one generally can lead to the other because the pilgrims were not the Puritans the Puritans were different than the pilgrims exactly and the pilgrims are driven out of England uh, because of. They disagreed with the church, and the church was the state, and the state was state religion, and it was the Church of England, and it's why we can't have a national church today. But uh, it, that's a great lesson in in a national church. Yeah, we we in in increments we moved towards the truth. You know, first with uh, Martin Luther, mm-hmm. and then down the road. Uh, we started studying on our own because we had access mm-hmm. to the Bible. Yep. And and that's that's what I did and that's why I That's left brilliant. Do but I I wrote ahead. I wrote this for myself because I knew we'd be getting heat. If we seek truth with an open mind, we must acknowledge mm-hmm. that even our warmest memories don't turn untruth into truth. True yeah, and vice versa. And tr- exactly, and truth is important. Yeah, and if you seek truth for the truth's sake, yes, and, and you're honest with yourself, then you're going to. I didn't like finding the things that I no, found. No, that, that's my point. <clears throat> because I grew up in a Catholic family, I went to Catholic school, sure. but I didn't find the Messiah in Catholicism. I found him on my own later. Well, as a matter of fact blamed the church, the Catholic church, for 
for so many things that I couldn't come to Christ right away. Well, but I mean, that, but those are individual selections, and um, others, it's, it's exactly the opposite. Um, I, I was an altar boy as a kid. It's hard to believe, but I was. And and, yeah. but again, right now because of how the country is being torn apart about another issue, and people have closed their minds to the exist the existing truth. So when you seek truth with an open mind, you got to acknowledge what you find. And yeah. the most the warmest memories, and I had some cool ones when I was a kid. They don't turn untruth into truth. The truth is important. You're, David, this is another really brilliant call. Really smart. Now, well, the other thing is, is I've experienced the hyperbaric thing. <clears throat> I had a large toe on my left foot, got amputated, and it wasn't healing. So uh, I went to a place called the Open Wound Clinic, yeah, and sure. they had the hyperbaric yeah. chambers. And I had... I had some trouble and I had to stop because I have uh, claustrophobia. Yeah. And uh, and they helped a little bit with my it didn't it didn't do the job on my wound, my open wound, but uh so many other things were they're great. It feel good. They're I mean I'm telling you uh we have a guy I was taken um by Steve Wells to see this thing and in Weld County on uh, on Wednesday, and we we're going to put these guys on the air. It was incredible what I witnessed. These guys, there's a lot of alternative belief now. And again, um, what hyperbaric's done for me, and I'm an old guy, and um, it's really it really is a game changer. You got to go. You know, you got to. I mean, you know, Tom Brady sleeps in one uh, Grand Prix drivers, well, the, and yeah, there everybody uh, using one was. Uh, uh, who's that pop artist? Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael, Michael Jackson. But, yeah, but that was that was generations of technology ago, and I'm yeah. not sure that wasn't just for show, not for go. But um, I, I'm like you. I mean, I'm I'm claustrophobic when any any of those things happen. I said, you know, Peter, if you're going to sell this and do it, and it's going to get you well. Got it up, and I take a book, and I got a little light that I use, and I get in and. You can get out in a minute, less than a minute and a half if you need to get out. So, yeah, yeah. Very good yeah. call. Well thought out, David. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you so much. May Thank say, you. Be yep. safe. Thank you. Good stuff. All right, Lou, where are we here? It is, uh, look at the magic wall. It's 942, so we need to pause here. 18 minutes before the hour. The Arvada, here's a last minute run in. Charge, Arvada Army Navy surplus in Old Town, Arvada. As they got you covered this Christmas, beyond their Army surplus, they boast an extensive selection of Levi's and Carhartts. Carhartts, man, the Carhartts are the answer. A wide variety of knives, durable hiking work boots, camping and outdoor needs. Trusted retailer in the heart of Old Town, Arvada, since 84. Steve and I talked to his dad. He starts it, and the staff are incredibly knowledgeable and will assist you in finding that perfect gift for Christmas and for the gear for your next outdoor adventure. Arvada. Army Navy surplus. The mission's clear. Provide you with a vast selection of high-quality gear at prices that won't empty your wallet. Mention 710 KNUS. Get a customized military dog tag. The uh, the store is so many cool things to check out. You'll never want to leave. I, we went up. Kenny and I rode the motorcycles up there, and, man, it was like, pfft, you're in there for a couple hours walking around before you realize what time's gone by. 
the military gear they have on display. Your kids and grandkids will have fun. Please, it's, you know, if you're looking for something, Old Town Arvada, check them out, arvadasurplus.com. Walk in as we speak, the arvadasurplus.com. And good morning, everyone. I'm Peter Boyles. This is Radio Free Denver on a Saturday morning, the 23rd of December, 2023. The weather, here we go. We got a shot Saturday. We got a rain coming in. We got rain coming in, and 48 will be the high, but it goes down to 25 tonight. Hopefully snow and snow and snow and snow. Uh, coming up in the 11, and I'm looking forward to this. As you know, there's major motion pictures getting tremendous attention called The Iron Claw. And the story of the Von Erich family, if you go back in time, uh, Steve Harms was a sportscaster and a good one at Channel 7, went into talk radio, teamed up with Sandy Clough. And Steve and I are real close. And Steve and I got to work, you know, the ring and to do everything for, and that was for, for Vern Gagne. And Stevie was working for the Von Erichs, but really inside the Von Erichs. So he's going to come on and talk about it, about the Von Erich family. In the meantime, we're talking about Christmas. This is Marcus. Thanks, man. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Peter? I'm Merry good. Christmas. You too. So, yeah, there's a lot of paganism into uh, Christmas and everything, but I think everybody's trying to find their path through life. You know, it, you're like my son. He's an atheist, which nothing's wrong with that. And I understand what you say about the truth, but nobody ever understands the real truth. And, but Christmas is for kids. That's why I, I, no, no, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, and you can look at a lot of things through life, but everybody, I think they're on the same path. Everybody's on that same path, but they got different traditions and cultures and religions and beliefs, you know, heaven's gate and Mm -hmm. you you get everything out there. And, uh, but you, people are looking to go somewhere. (laughs) It's like to them is when you, this is not it. That's what they're looking at. But is that a truth? Well, let me ask you this question. Sure. When you die, right, do you believe you're going to go into somewhere else, or are you dead? I'm dead. Is this all that existed? I'm I'm dead. Is that when you lived that you didn't exist? No, I existed, but I'm dead. Yeah, so you didn't exist. Of course I did. I did not, not trying to be funny. No, but you're, but you're not. Like, I mean, I I did exist, and I do exist, and I'm existing right now. I think, therefore, I am. But when yeah. the, when I when I'm dead, I'm dead. I always believe we move on. Fine, life. Some, That's great. something somewhere. Not, you, you know, she used the magic word. You believe it. Yeah. Okay. So it begins and ends there. Yeah. Okay, and but, that's about all I wanted to say. But fair uh, enough. One other thing. Sure. Uh, my favorite wrestlers were the Bashan brothers, Matt Dog and the Butcher. <laughs> I worked. No, I didn't work with the Butcher that much. I worked with Maurice, and, uh-huh. and Maurice Vashon. Um, uh-huh. Actually. Because somebody, last week or the week before on the radio show, we brought up Gene LaBelle, Judo Gene. And, oh, yeah. and with, it was, maybe it was with Jim Buton we did that. But I met Gene LaBelle through 
two different people through Roddy Piper and through Mad Dog Vachon. First of all, he yeah. he was way I mean he was he was crazy and he was tough. But remember they said they were from Algeria and you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I introduced him, man. I just introduced him in the ring. But he was uh they were they were from uh, from Montreal and he wrestled for the um the Canadian Olympic team, I think in nineteen forty eight. And he, and, and he met a young guy that was wrestling for the United States by the name of Vern Gagne. And that's, well, everybody knew Vern. <laughs> everybody knew Vern. And that's where Vern and, um, and the dog met. And, I mean, he, and he was way smart. I mean, I, I sit and talk with him. He was, he, but he was also had that side of him that, <laughs> watch out. He was, leg- yeah. leg- I mean, legitimate. He and his brother. They hated him. Oh, everybody hated him. That was the principle of, you know, hating them. And, yeah, no. And uh, so one of the things that we were going to talk about with Steve is he knew, and the, and the ultimate uh, heels, because, you know, it's all break, broken up in heels and faces, and he knew the Freebirds. When the Freebirds, and they were a place called the Sportatorium in Texas that I've heard Many, many stories, guys, wrestlers telling stories about the sportatorium that was owned and operated pretty much by by Fritz, by Fritz von Erich. And the great tragedy of all of this. And it's so now the film's here. I haven't seen the film. And when I talked to Stevie, he hadn't seen the film either. But my yeah, daughter. When you brought that up, I'm going to go see the film. Well, my daughter told me that you can get it on demand. I saw the kids last night and they, oh, said, oh, okay. they said you can get it on demand on TV. But. Um, I, I I saw Carrie once. That's the only I, I never was around because they were really Texas guys. But um, yeah, Carrie Carrie. I was working for the WWE and Carrie came. He had they couldn't you call him they couldn't call him Von Erichs anymore. They had to call him the, the Texas Tornado. I think they called him. And he was a he was the guy that had lost his lost his foot. And they're wow. all and, and it's like all this, yeah. but it's. Uh, apparently the film is great. I, I I haven't seen it, and it's it's about pro wrestling, but it's really way beyond that with the Von Erich well, family. Well, you knew you knew Gene Abel though, right? The announcer. I, oh, Abel? sure. No, uh, Gino. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mean Gene. It, it was, was o- Okerlund. He seemed uh, like a good guy. He was good. His last name. His last name was Okerlund, isn't? And 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 Hogan. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hogan used yeah. to. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we. He worked out of Minneapolis, and um, and he was a studio wow. guy in Minneapolis. And I, I was taken on the road for the Denver for the up and down for the Front Range, and I we crossed over a couple of times. He actually really good guy. I mean, yeah, uh, he, he was a, he was a good guy to be around. But um, he seemed so serious when he oh he yeah. talked to the wrestlers uh, and oh, everything. Yeah. He oh, seemed sure. so serious, putting them over. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. You wanted to see that fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, same thing you do in talk radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take, take care, take man. Care, Thanks, Marcus. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's coming up. Steve will be with us in 11. The ski season is here. Now, you wouldn't know it by me, but I'm doing Brockler show on the 26th, and then I'm going to go ski. And the snow is great. Winter Park's getting snow, and it's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. We went out, uh, Gary D. and I went out, and our friend Jeremy Got him a helmet, some gogs out there. Got him goggles and a helmet with his folks. 
It is time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. John Marriott, Jack, his son is really good, Paul, all the guys. Take it from me if you need any ski or snowboard gear. Larson Ski and Sport, if you're a renter, this is important. Want to try snowboarding? I don't know why you will do this, but you can. Bring your skis back in. They'll hand you a board. <laughs> you know how long it took me to learn to even ski? Why would I beat myself to death with a snowboard? However, the guys at Larson will take the time to get to know you, your family, match you up with all the right brands, and enjoy your time on the hill. They are convenient. You can stop on your way up the hill or on your way home. Westbound on I-70, there's a big wooden building. So you Westbound on I-70, you got off on the Kipling exit, come down, turn under I-70. Come out on the other side. Look to the west, to the right. There's the Crab Shack. Right next to the Crab Shack is this giant wooden building, and it's there seven days a week. And the best guys in the world work there. John and the and Paul and Jack and the guys at Larson's absolute experts at everything you need for winter sports. Stop in today. You can't imagine how great it is. My son's getting some new bibs, they're called. That's what his Christmas gift is. And stop in today and tell him I sent you. Larson Ski and Sports, South of I-70 on Kipling, 303-423-0654, 303-423-0654. It's Larson Sport, L-A-R-S-O-N Sport.com. Seven days a week, Larson's are there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.